0: Hey all. welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank and I'm joined with Squeaks. Squeaks. Joined with. I mean, it should have said joined by. <laughs> uh, so you know, we have the Gathered Gamers event going on this month. Uh, we're really excited about that. We did uh hold off on our Friday episode, which was the uh, industry inside uh for Ubisoft. We'll we'll post we we'll, are postponing that to later in the month. It'll be fun. Uh had a lot of time or had a lot of fun researching that. Ah, uh, the reason it' was postponed, obviously is because of all the uh, situation in America right now. We have a uh, protest after the uh, george floyd floyd murder um and uh, and so I think it's best we we talk about that for a little bit there. Squeaks, what do you think? uh
1: for sure, I think we need to do we should uh, shine some light into this um yeah, and uh kind of. Uh, it is tough for sure, and it's tough to talk about as well. And it's uh unfortunate that we run into these things multiple times here. Um, and who who knows what it really is—an abuse of power or whatever it might be. But it, um, the more light we shine to this, the more then we can bring attention to all these matters and uh, hopefully help fix the future.
0: You're so right. We do need to shine a light on it more. Thank God we have cameras now because we're starting to see something we wouldn't see before. True. Um that that brings up a good point about our social media so uh a part part of this whole gathered gamers thing we're doing is we're going to be running polls online and really doing a lot of social engagement but then uh after uh uh, everything that's been going on with black lives matter we decided you know what let's cool it on social media i think it's less important to be comparing batman versus captain america than it is to see uh injustices happening in america so um we're going to hold off on a lot of our social media posts. We'll still post the articles because that's how we do our notes for the podcast. So you'll still see some articles coming from us. Uh, you'll see some uh, supportive tweets of black lives matter. We put out an article that I must say, I did a very good job writing. You did. You about, did. <laughs> um, that was one of those after I was done, I was like, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, this one was, I ended with a Stan Lee quote. I nailed it. <laughs> um, so yeah. So, uh, we're we're just gonna hold off on social media for a while. We'll still be there, and if anybody wants to, I I totally encourage DMing us on Twitter, especially that's my most or our most active uh, social media account. DM us on Twitter if you guys think that you know there's something. If you want to just talk, I've already been actually discussing with some other people who have better insight into the situation than I do on how's the best way to discuss this. Um, you and I were were both uh you know white dudes like we don't you know luckily we don't have to deal with this personal on a personal level every day um but it's 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 time for us to be educated you know what i'm saying we have to learn more and that's what i've been trying to do on on on, uh twitter i've been dming with a lot of people d from fto nerd talk yes follow him he does a hell of a good job he's been on our show um uh i've talked to him and it's been a pretty interesting uh, conversation uh yeah so let's go over this. uh, the protests totally supportive. The one of Philadelphia this weekend was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful job, guys. We've had them in every every city I can think of. Uh we've had we've I've had friends going to them. Actually, we've had people from the podcast, I won't name names. They're actually at the protest right now. Um, stay healthy, stay safe, stay focused, guys. Um, yeah, because what happened to George Floyd was obviously wrong. And uh, what's what's sad is that one was put on camera. There's many that are not. Uh this happens every day in some form or another. And um you know, just because we got this one on camera doesn't mean that that's, you know, oh, we got them, guys. It's That's not how it works. Um, the protests are important. They are a message and uh, part of that message. When somebody's protesting, that means that they feel like they're not being heard. So it's important that everybody's listening right now and, and trying to hear the story and educate themselves on the situation and seeing how they can help. Uh, one thing that I think we could both agree that doesn't help is a lot of the damage to property. Uh, we're seeing uh, these rioters that are attacking these small businesses. And that's such a shame because some of these small businesses are already having a hard time after COVID, during COVID. I'm not even worried about it right now. Um, Multiple apocalypses this year. So, uh, (laughs) you know, when you guys are out there, protesting is so important and it's such a good thing to do. But, you know, and and this is just my opinion and, and, and everything like that. But if you're destroying... These businesses, especially the small ones, you're just you're you're giving ammo to what you would consider the other side, and making it to where like they could just dismiss you because oh they're out there being violent, uh and 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 they they're hungry to do that. That's one thing that that I think we talked about in the past is the news is wanted to only show the violence because that's what gets the ad sales. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I think for sure, like, so we, I think uh, as individuals, we need to step back and see what we could do for our community instead of destroying where we're from. Let's, let's make yeah. where we're from a better place and a stronger place to get out of these uh, social issues that we run into. Mm-hmm. Um, this writing and looting is not doing that. You're just, you're destroying everything that you're, where you're from. Or in some right. cases, your people are destroying things in your community and they don't even live there. They live like two hours out or whatever. Um, yeah which is, that's bizarre to me as well, but we can't destroy what we have um, or we just won't have anything at all. I'm super unfortunate of what happened, but this is not the way to do about it. This peaceful, peaceful protest and being heard all around the world now is... It's beautiful. Yeah, it's insane to me right now. I need, who would have ever thought, you know, this is crazy, especially with these billion dollar companies are, are saying their messages too on social media and whatnot. And that's how this is going to create this big uh the bigger picture. Um and let's get rid of like, yeah, like where you're talking about the news is just showing all this uh violence and writing and whatnot. Let's let's not the let's get rid of that shit and then go in a more positive way and get our message out.
0: Yeah. You're exactly right. And and the peaceful protest and, and you're right, with the big companies getting involved and, and we implore all the big companies as much as you guys can to get involved, uh that shows even Blizzard, one of our big favorite companies here they put out this really nice thing. They were gonna announce something on June 9th. All the video we were we originally were gonna plan talk about um, PlayStation announcements. All those things got postponed, as they should be, because like we were saying before, social media right now needs to be doing the best of social media right now and actually showing uh, where they can be helpful uh, instead of just like, oh, hey, this is the Last of Us Part Two. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, uh, getting the you know what? Let's let's talk about Killer Mike, cause man, he he said it better than either of us are saying. And, oh man, yeah, uh, he did. You kind of want to summarize his message.
1: Uh, basically like he, what he was saying, like he has uh, family members that are in the police force and it sucks when one of them tarnishes, um, cause it's, it's like what we put this narrative, like, oh, if you're this, then you must be this or this, like, oh, because you wear the badge means all cops are bad and that, not necessarily. So he's putting the point that he has family members in the police force and they're all not all like that individual mm-hmm. Minneapolis. Um, he also said, uh, uh, pretty much tarnished news that are only wanting to spread the violence as well. Like we brought up earlier totally um, agree. Yeah. like forget them screw them we have to it's kind of what i was saying step back and uh uh build our community instead of destroying it this is our home yeah. so let's not do that um yeah and the, i mean he his the
0: that's a smart guy that's a smart dude he killer mike <laughs> is amazing dude I, he is. every time he speaks he, you know it's it's like he's a rapper but he's a philosopher i mean he oh, yeah. I, so, sometimes the things he says i'm just like shit man i didn't even think about that and uh he went out there. uh to, to go give support to TI, I think it was. And yeah. then he's like, I need to give my word out there because he was trying to save Atlanta from being, uh, hit by the rioting." writing. And he, I, I would honestly say it was his speech that saved Atlanta from, from the writing. Mm-hmm. And what he said was like, so inspirational. And it was just like lead by example, you know what I'm saying? And it was just like, Hey, he's talked about how Atlanta's like this beacon. And, uh, it, I mean, it is. You're seeing you're seeing Hollywood jobs move to Atlanta because it's this place where they're just doing everything right. Um, so props to Killer Mike. Uh, guys, follow him on social media. The guy is freaking awesome. Yeah. He is. Uh, OK, uh, how you can help. So uh, there's like we said, we've had we have friends right now that are protesting. Uh, if you can't protest, good on you. If you can't protest, there are plenty of places to donate. Um, me personally, my two places I've donated and, and I, I really like the causes is. You got your local Black Lives Matter chapter. See what they're doing and how you can help. Um, the Sacramento one's been active in in peaceful protests at the Capitol. Uh, luckily, the Capitol has been on, on board 100% uh, as far as I can tell. And anyways, uh, and then the other one I really like was the, um, I think it was, I forget what it's called, the Oakland uh, Damaged Black Businesses Fund. So um, what this is, is uh, the rioting in Oakland, it went through a street that's prominent prominently black businesses and destroyed them. Uh, this was right after the COVID thing, so a lot of those businesses were just barely hanging on, and now they don't have enough money to fix the windows. Uh, so this is a fund that's almost completed. So it's the Oakland Black Image Black Businesses Fund, I think it was called. Um, they're almost there at completion, and it's going to be going through and fixing all the windows in this in this one street of bl- uh, black-owned businesses that was just demolished during the rioting. Uh, so st- the little ones like that, I think, are super important, right? Your local your local causes, I think, are, are more impactful to to the sense of community that we need back. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Any
0: last thoughts on this?
1: Uh, No, just hopefully, you know, we can all come as one and uh, create this change that's needed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's important that uh, everybody stays safe uh, and everything like that, Uh, but stay focused, you know what I'm saying? Like carry this on into the future. Don't, don't just let this get brushed under the rug like it does in the past sometimes Um, for, you know, I say that, but it's, you know, there's no chance that you and I are going to fully understand the situation, right? Because we're luckily not, doesn't, don't have to worry about that on a day-to-day basis, but there's some of those that live this life. Um, and so we need to continue to be their ally as much as possible and, and keep supporting them. Okay. Let's go ahead and move on to a little bit lighter news, right? Uh, so we have call of duty. Well, this one actually ties right into it. Call of duty pauses their seasons, uh, Where we're in the midst of Call of Duty starting up their, their, uh, um, or continuing their esports season, they pause it. uh, This was announced on June 1st uh, for Call of Duty Modern Warfare, for Warzone, and for COD Mobile. Uh, They were supposed to launch on June 3rd, and then Mobile was supposed to launch on the 5th. Those have all been postponed without any clear date. Uh, The statement they released is While we all look forward to playing the new seasons of Modern Warfare, Warzone, and Call of Duty Mobile, now is not the time right now it's time for those speaking up for equality justice and change to be seen and heard we stand on alongside you that's activision saying that when activision says something supportive i mean it's pretty impressive they usually <laughs> try to charge us for something oh um,
1: my god low blows in the shade
0: <laughs> yeah so this just this is just one example i mean like we said before playstation xbox uh i, I forgot to get the article but um PlayStation and Xbox actually released a joint message of support for Black Lives Matter. Uh, I mean that right there. The talk about coming together. Those two have been rivals for for over you know about two decades now. Um, So that was pretty cool. Uh, And then I just wanted to. I was actually going to do that during um, the esports desk, but I thought while we're while we're talking about Black Lives Matter, let's go ahead and mention the Call of Duty pause. Um, That's a good idea, right? What do you think? Should we focus on you know esports right now, or should we hold off a little bit?
1: Um. Like, are you talking about as the companies do it or?
0: Yeah, the company side.
1: Yeah, I think, I think uh, a little bit, everyone, I don't want to say you should step back, but if if there's this crazy matter in America, right? So bring light to what's more important right now than this leaks. Yeah. Um, I don't What well, I don't want to say like, a. I don't want to sound horrible too. It's hard to talk about, but how long would we push these things back, you know? Um you know, like yeah, what's that's our something
0: time? that I think we'll yeah. learn as we go.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of, yeah, true. Learn as we go. Um, yeah, i we'll love to see. I think it's a okay idea right now. Um, but I wouldn't. Yeah, that's tough. It's like yeah. I don't want to push it key... back too long. You know,
0: right? Because uh, you have these 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 athletes that have been training for this and stuff like that. You know, and it's hard. Um, uh, I think the key is they don't want social media to be taken over by it. That's I think sure. the whole point is they don't sure. want the social yeah. media part taken over by it. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's move on to the next thing. Have you ever played Kingdom of Emiler?
1: I have not, but I know quite a bit about this for a game that I just never really had desire for.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's start with that. What do you know about this game?
1: All I really know is that the uh, oh, and what I should know too is that Todd McFarlane
0: yeah has <laughs>
1: had his hands in this game. I'm like, hold on. How come I have I not tried this game because yeah. of that reason? Um. But I feel like I've seen like when when I when I I know this title and I know the case for the game too. Like I super vividly know this case this game, but I never yeah. played it. So um, it's kind of exciting that it's getting a remaster though. Because now yes. I think maybe it was an age thing too. Maybe I just wasn't really into what that was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm super excited now as I'm older to try out this game.
0: Yeah, it came out in 2012 uh and and it was mostly not heard of at the time it was an amazing cast a group of people that came together to make it uh and it came out of a new studio that i want to say i don't remember the baseball player name but there was like some baseball players like i want to make video games now and so he created a development studio made this one game and then the company went out of business um what's hard is 2012 that's still skyrim's hot you know so it's kind of overshadowed by skyrim and in a lot of ways it's a lot like how skyrim is where it has it had like 400 hours of gameplay. You could literally just like, here's your character. Here's a weapon. If you like that weapon, you can keep leveling into that weapon and you can change it. So I had these two, um, circular blades and I leveled it to where the way it would work is when I threw it, it created lightning and I just kept doing like these aerial like attacks with like lightning spinning around me and stuff like that. And these blades swirling everywhere. It was freaking awesome, but it's fully customized to how I wanted the, the the class to be built. You can do melee, you can do range, you can do whatever you want in that game, um, it wasn't, so you
1: like this game? You, you have some praise for it, or is it uh, just a mediocre game for you?
0: Oh, it's fan! It's fantastic. I oh, was wow. suggesting this okay. was like a go-to suggestion for me for many oh years. wow okay yeah. I actually came across it because I went to a GameStop and I was like, you know what? They had it was one of those you know those buy two get one free used games. I was like suggest some games for me, and the guy's like, you've got to play uh, Kingdoms of Amular, Reckoning, and so I picked it up and. Uh, and yeah, man, it was one of those, I just, I sunk like 200 hours into it. Couldn't even finish the game. It was just that big. Wow. It felt like the size of World of Warcraft, but a single player game. And so, and think of like in World of Warcraft, if you were to do all the quests, like that kind of thing. Uh, um, it, is this a
1: legit remaster? Kind of like what we're getting with the Mafia one? Uh, or is this just kind of like one of those, oh, here's an HD quick version? Like how? That
0: I'm not sure about. Usually when it's like the full, like rebuild, they call it a remake. And when it's a remaster, they usually just do the graphics. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's a full remake. And now here's the thing is it leaked because it was posted on the, uh, uh, Microsoft store. And I'm hoping this means that it's going to be exclusively Microsoft because, you know, as much as I'm an Xbox fanboy, I have to admit they need to bolster their, their exclusives. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think they know that that's why they went ahead, went ahead and locked down Hellblade. Um, yeah, I think this is a really good idea uh so here's the, here's the three big names that are involved in this thing. so we have uh r a uh, Salvatore. he wrote the Dark Elf Trilogy, so they actually have like a novel writer that's working on the story. That's why it's these big sprawling stories. It feels like you're reading through like these nine nine book fantasy series you know, saying like the Wheel of Time kind of thing. uh the lead designer is Ken Ralston. he's the one that made Elder Scrolls Oblivion, which is my favorite of the Elder Scrolls game games, and then Todd McFarlane did a lot of the design work as well. so you have these these scenes where like just your character is so I mean like a lot of the creature character like creature development where these characters that felt like larger than life with so much fine details like that's Todd McFarlane design you could just tell um it, it was just such a fun game and and a world that I was like dude this world is like alive and I can't believe I'm the only person in it because at the time I was also playing World of Warcraft so it was kind of like how how do they make a world that's so big and not have other people in it with you like it was really yeah. weird in that way um and the story was really good too you'd open up new sections and it almost felt like a whole game in this whole section like you open up countries and you're doing the questing in this area and it felt like this should be its own little game over here but it's not it's actually just part of this huge game uh really cool so yeah thq is coming out with this remaster it's coming out on august 18th i think this is going to be a huge hit man and i actually i'm hoping fingers crossed xbox just tells them make the next one because it's going to be so big
1: oh that'd be neat that'd be neat I super, I'm interested in this. I definitely will check it out August 18th. And especially if they come out and say that there will be a number two to it, then I'll, I'll definitely want to play this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Tom McFarlane, I'm assuming, is going to be involved with it again. He's, he's oh been gosh. busy, though, lately. Have you seen his uh, Kickstarter he's got going on? No. What's the Kickstarter for? Oh, bro. It's for a new spawn statue. It just got funded, too. What? It looks awesome. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I want to say it's based off his original spawn, Drawings or something like that. It has like sure. massive boots and everything like that. It looks so dope. But it, it got fully funded. for that. I don't know. I think I think it was one of those things where like if you guys want this, you're gonna have to say you want it. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he was gonna. I think it was because it's kind of this older statue yeah. that he was like, I'm not gonna just put it out there and then it maybe not sell. If you guys want me to actually make the statue, then and it, it looks so gorgeous. it's spawned. Oh, I think God. he's got like one foot up and just total you know spawn pose. You know, <laughs> you know. Oh, he's... Gosh, he
1: needs to be working on his uh spawn movie shit
0: yeah i i think they're going to be starting the production of that pretty soon everything you know restarting production for everything yeah, right pretty soon yeah, right. uh next door i wanted to talk about was uh take two so uh take two is the company that that uh put out a uh, kerbal space program are you familiar with that game by chance
1: no I, the first time i've heard of it is actually with you um okay because i'm thinking uh <laughs> i was actually thinking like kirby space program <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which i am like, interested in. I'm not gonna hate that. I was like, I did not see a Kirby game for space. <laughs> uh yeah, it's actually Kerbal, and I noticed that I've spelt it Kirby in our notes, but it is Kerbal space program. <laughs> um this is a game where you sit there, essentially just a real quick rough down uh rundown. Uh you build a spaceship and you and it's using like the physics that you would have to use, and you try to launch into space and everything like that. And it's about becoming spacefaring, and it's like as realistic as a game can be, like you literally have to worry about propulsion and and all these different things that are bigger words than I know. Um, it's it's a pretty cool game. It has a cult following for for it as well. So the sequel, when it got announced that it was in development, everybody was like super excited for it. Now they're using a developer called Star Theory Games. Uh, this happens for a lot of people. So like when when you start up a game and maybe it says Mojang on it, but it also says this other name. It's the other name that did a lot of the work and Mojang's out put it, putting it out or something like that. Um, that's how that works. So take two is using, uh, star theory to do this. Now they went to negotiate some more contract stuff or whatever, and it didn't go well. The negotiation soured, uh, they both left the table. Now at that point, generally you just wait and you come back to it or like, Hey, let's pause on this. We're going to wait for development or the game will stop. What take two did is they went and started their own development company and sent through LinkedIn, which I mean, I didn't know people still had LinkedIn accounts. So that's pretty yeah. impressive. <laughs> Let me hit you up on MySpace. Uh, and they, they ended up going to everybody that was in the Star Theory team and offering them jobs with sign-on bonuses. So the way it would work is you'll get paid the exact same you get paid now. You'll be working on this exact same game you work on now, except for here's $10,000. And so they were just you know poaching them all right. Uh, the bosses over at Star Theory, Bob Barry and Jonathan Maver. Went to their employees and said, like, look, guys, we promise we'll find you a new contract. We'll get working with somebody else. Please don't leave. Um, but these are just people who are, are working in a very competitive workforce right now. If you were a game developer, you were a dime a dozen. Unfortunately, there's a lot of other people that like, of course, because video games are awesome, they wanted to work on them. Uh, so they went with the new studio. This left Star Theory, you know, crippled. And then with COVID coming across, they finally had to just shut the doors. Uh, so three months after the negotiations fell through, Star Theory is out of business. So. I wanted to talk about this because this is very predatory of Take Two, and and it, and it just sure. shows how shady you know these companies can be. And Take Two is kind of a smaller company than like compared to Activision or EA. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? So, I
1: think it's bad practices, but for the individual, like if it was me and I was being offered the job, of course I'm going to leave. I mean, you're giving me a, a yeah. bonus with the same exact pay, so there for like the individual, there's some no problem. But I feel like they couldn't. Gonna... If you're doing this LinkedIn thing, I mean you could just advertise it out and maybe hey like hey if you come I don't know, just like not so I don't know, direct. Yeah, maybe not so direct and say like hey, we're hiring some people, uh, a certain individual will get, will get a sign-on bonus. I mean, cuz then you could take maybe the talent that you want from uh the other company and also get other uh employees that might be better, you never know. Um, but yeah, this this is like a little cold blooded. <laughs> Especially for the that's, company to go out of business afterwards.
0: That's a good term for it. It was, was cold blooded. Yeah, the the idea that um, it's it's so directed at the people yes. who work, you know, at, over at uh, Star Theory is my big problem. And but I'm concerned with companies like like say EA wanted to do this. We know EA likes their money. We we know those microtransactions. Mm-hmm. And so if they wanted to make their own development firm, that well, like say they're in negotiations with somebody else, you know, whatever, and then they were to make their own development firm and do the exact same thing. What's to say they won't just continue doing that until eventually they have all these small companies under their own umbrella, and all of a sudden indies start to kind of phase out because all of a sudden we're losing a lot of these smaller development firms, mm-hmm. yeah, you know uh, and then we get to that monopoly thing that you know that it kills which we're going to talk about in the next one, which kills the innovation um It's a tough one, you know, and it as as a consumer, you know you have to be a responsible consumer here, you might want to think twice before you go buy that Kerbal space program right away because now you know. It was made, you know, at the at the cost of a, a development firm.
1: Okay. So I feel like that's the the dream of any company is getting picked up by this huge company. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I see, like, that difference between what you're talking about, like EA, like picking up others. But yeah. to just steal employees from another company is kind of shitty. Like, at least have, like when we talk about the the Minecraft, at least Microsoft bought Minecraft and the team. It wasn't that... my. Uh, that Microsoft went and stole those employees to like, hey, can you make a Minecraft type game for us? In a way, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's a good
0: point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think you're right. There's there's better ways of doing this so that we have a healthier video game market. Because if you don't do that, eventually we're going to have five companies that that run all of video gaming. One of them will be Tencent, and <laughs> and uh, and then yeah, you're 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 stuck with like, hey, this is the new Assassin's Creed. Don't ask questions. Yeah. Um, and, and we don't get new i mean think of like like we keep bringing up minecraft but think about how life-changing minecraft was for the video game industry we had a ton of copycats it was a whole new idea this sandbox idea yeah, was like for sure totally new and then we had a bunch of spin-offs of that like yeah. oh let's add home building to this one mmo and stuff like that so next up we have a follow-up to an article or to a story we've been following uh for a few months now your favorite uh, topic
1: by the way it has to be right <laughs>
0: Uh, i'm just rooting for dc at this point so dc comics <laughs> is now officially leaving diamond distributor permanently uh this is after a 25 year agreement with them since the 90s diamond has had the monopoly over all comic books where they're all big comic books uh, where they were the sole distributor right and then during the covid th- you, we've already covered all this but i'm just going to give you guys a mm-hmm. quick rundown uh during the covid crisis uh Diamond decided to use two smaller distributors just to get comics out to the comic book shops who are struggling to keep the doors open. Uh, And so they've done that. And now, after, now that that things are starting to fire up and Diamond's starting to get their business going again, DC's like, no, guys, we're good. So now, all DC Comics are going to permanently be sent through Lunar Distribution and UCS Comic Distribution. Both these companies were created because of COVID-19. So they're small companies that were created by, one was like an online retailer and one was a... um, a comic book shop out of new york that started these two companies and uh i think it was midtown comic in new york so it's a big one but uh yeah so so these little companies now are doing everything and then penguin uh random house which is a big company they're doing like the big trades and any dc books that come out so uh props to dc for doing this Uh, uh an article or a statement from them says after 25 years dc and diamond uh comic distributors are ending their standing relationship Moving forward, comic book retailers can obtain their DC Comics from Penguin Random House or their book and periodicals, which is the comic books, through Lunar or UCS comic book distribution. DC continues to be committed to providing the direct market with the best-in-class service and the fans with the world's greatest comic books. That's from a rep over to uh, comicbook.com. So, uh, this direct marketing thing, this is something we've seen put to the test during COVID. That's where they just ship them right to you. So they they they're trying to you kind of like re, the way this works is a comic book shop will say like I think we're going to need 20 of, you know, whatever Supergirls and uh, and then they're going to send you the 20. It makes it kind of hard because everything's by predictions, you know, but uh yeah, so DC's going to be working with a new company and that's fantastic. Uh as a follow-up, IDW has extended their uh their return policy. So they had this policy where if you bought too many comic books and and they were also stuck with the... Uh, they were using uh, third-party guys as well. Uh, if you guys bought too many comic books, you can actually return them now. And they've been doing that for a while, but they're now they're extending that out to July. So uh, the comic book shops can't make mistakes with IDW. They can order as much as they want and then just return whatever doesn't work out to get their money back. Uh, it's, it's definitely a loss for IDW. They're definitely losing money doing that. But it just shows that they care about the comic book shops more, which is really cool. They said in a statement, comic shops... Are the front line of the comic industry, where word of mouth, spinner racks, and staff hand hand selling make all the difference in a comic book's success. It's our responsible as publisher to make the process as low stress as possible for uh, for our partners in the retail community. During a time like this, making it easier to stock our book is really the least we can do. That's from Chris Ryle. He's the IDW president. I love these stories of comic book companies stepping up and doing what's actually right. Uh, What are your thoughts on, well, first start with DC, with them making this move to uh, smaller distributors?
1: Uh, I think it's okay if it works out and the comic books become more accessible for the comic book shops. uh, Maybe easy to attain, like the ones that they're requesting or the amount they're requesting. And I think it's Mm -hmm. awesome. And like we talked about how Diamond Distributor had this uh, monopoly in a way. I kind of like to see that there's this uh, challenge now in the world of distributing comics um, and give other um, big uh, big comic companies uh, uh, a couple of different options on how to get the comic out there uh, and not just having to listen to one person. Now, that's what I my favorite part probably about this whole podcast that we're doing right now is that the IDW and their return policy. Because now comic or comic book shops don't have to feel like, oh, well, I'm kind of ticked off because I thought this one would sell great. And now I I have, you know, 15 issues left and I'm just not selling them now and whatever. And what I, the other side of what I like about it too is that if you're a new, say me and you, we put a brand new comic book out there and a comic Mm -hmm. book shop is taking the chance uh, on us to get that comic good. Now they don't have to feel so chips and chips on you, you know? Like they, there's yeah, a backup. all, all their plan eggs around. in one basket. Yeah, kind of thing. they're uh, they could kind of take those chances on those comics because, like us, like this this quote here from Chris saying that the the comic book industry is like the word of mouth and and uh, staff hand selling uh, making all the difference, which is true. And we always go back to this one because this is what happened to me is our saga series that we read and we really enjoy. Yeah. It was literally from the the owner just talking to me about. Oh, if you want to get into something new, this is kind of cool. Let yeah. me explain a little bit, whatever, and all that as well. So, uh, there's nothing about the story that I don't like at all. I think it's this is awesome in in every way.
0: Yeah, even the bigger titles too. It, word of mouth is what makes the difference. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I really enjoy Flash Comics now. Uh, I wouldn't have really thought of trying out Flash Comics. I don't think without my local comic book guy saying like, "Hey, man, I actually think because I was telling him like, I want more Superman. I really like Superman, and you know, I really like the message and everything like that." He's like, you got to be reading Flash then. And uh, I did that and I'm all on board, man. It's like, it's like Superman, but the stories are better. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it, it was really good. And it was all based off. And he told me like, this is the one you want to read. Then you want to read this one and this one. And that'll catch you up and you're good to go. Is that expertise level that we need. And so if we can give them a little bit more confidence in their own business, so they can spend more time, you know, researching. And then I really liked how you were talking about with the smaller comic books, how it's such a gamble. That if it's a new comic book, they're going to definitely pick up less comics mm-hmm. and make less available. Uh, so, if it's, so if, say they only pick up five comics because they're not sure. If those five sell, then all of a sudden that person's comic is not on the shelf. And just a comic on the shelf is advertisement. We've seen this so many times where yeah. it covers what gets you.
1: Oh, for sure. And
0: so, having a little extra on the shelf is not a bad thing. That's good. And if they can return two or three of them, but they ended up selling five additional comics, they, there's more money being made all around. Uh, And and these smaller guys, they get more recognition like they should. So um, yeah, I I just I really like that we're starting to see something out of the comic book industry. Uh, And you know DC Comics, I thought they were going to be on the ropes. I thought they were going to be out and out. uh, You know, in the next couple years, but there's been this resurgence of appreciation for them. And uh, and then IDW, they've been making comic books on the back burner that people haven't been paying attention to that are really good. Uh, so props to them too and uh, all around good move for everybody
1: yeah and uh, just to finally put the this huge recognition on comic book shops um, well not finally I would say more of the recognition on comic yeah. book shops uh, because they, they really are without their promoting I mean what are we going to do online and read there's nothing me shopping online just exactly what you said is that just having one comic book on the shelf is crazy marketing because I go through a comic book shop and the guy will ask me like three times if I need anything like, no, I'm just strolling and looking at every single mm-hmm. comic that you have on the shelf. I'm not going to do that same thing on online. I, when I go mm-hmm. online and buy a comic, I'm, I pretty much know what I want. Um, So to kind of put that the highlight back on the comic book shops and say how much they actually do make a difference for us. I think it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, just go to your guys' local comic book shops. <laughs> you know, I can't suggest it enough. We've already said it a hundred times. Uh. Are, are, I feel bad for the guys over in Elk Grove because they are stressing out right now. They I was going
1: to say, how is that one doing? I know you're, you big uh, uh, it, customer they're, there. They're
0: doing, they're doing well, but they've cut back their hours so dramatically that it's, I mean, it's almost like a yard sale at this point. Oh. Uh, just trying to keep the the company afloat. Um, so you know, Elk Grove Cards and Comics, guys, if you happen to be in the area, check them out. They can really use your support on Twitter and on Facebook. They'll post out the hours that they're open. And it's usually like four hours a day here and there. Oh, uh, they're having a hard time. Yeah. They'll stay in business, though. They will stay in business. It's just it's just tough for them right now. Um, so support your guys' local shop. All right. On to the next topic. We have uh, Daredevil. Almost ready for Disney, man. I'm excited. I didn't even yeah. think about this. <laughs> Apparently, there's this Instagram account that's uh, ran by a LAD Bible, who, um, who has this hashtag save Daredevil thing going. And it's kind of dormant, right? Nobody's like really worried about Daredevil anymore. We're past that. They put out this thing like, hey, guys, we're six months away from there being the option for Disney to work on something. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so uh, at that point, Disney's allowed to use not only Daredevil, but able to use the same actor and everything like that and fully continue the show. They could put it on Disney Plus. All the Marvel series, they're actually part of the MCU. So there's I mean, they reference Thor tearing up New York in the first Daredevil uh do you want to see the series come back do you think disney plus is a good home for that
1: do i want to see the series come back no i'm a little drawn out from the series uh okay i feel my opinion for the netflix series are kind of like okay it's slow okay Daredevil, daredevil has his outfit then in the newest season how come he's back in his his old outfit because there's a i don't know to me to me it's just slow what i would yeah. like to do though because i think Daredevil is an amazing character i used to read a lot of his comics when i was uh, a lot younger um mm-hmm. is to just revamp daredevil i mean it, do i have a thing if they were to switch the actor not too much cuz i don't think he's a horrible actor i think i think he's fine as daredevil yeah. um but i wouldn't be open to i would be open to like hear others but i would like to see not a revamp but just be like, kind of like what they did with Spider Man, right? Like after the Andrew Garfield, okay, we got we got um, Tom Holland. We didn't have to have a whole background story with him. I don't need to see the spider bite him for the fifteenth time now. Uh, yep. I would like to just kind of continue with it. Um, but I want to see more than just the series. I want to see, you know, I want, I would like, I want to see him on the big screen. To be honest,
0: that's that's my next question for you: Is do you think they could even if they use the old actor? Do you think they can take this Daredevil, the story we had already, and add him into the? Actual like Avengers
1: movies. Uh, man, I I don't know if he's big enough for the big screen. Does that make sense?
0: No, you're right. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's such a big step up that once you, once even if you're the the lamest of you know, if even if you're Renner, you're still going to be an Avenger. Um, and so yeah, it, it's tough. It's a tough bill. I think if they take him, they got to take all the defenders as well because Luke Cage is too awesome to not have. Him and uh jessica jones too i love jessica jones but um i don't know i don't know if they're the right fit i think they almost need to do an mcu movie that's a solo for daredevil and if they're gonna do that i think they have to reboot daredevil uh before they actually add him in there
1: yeah you might want to pull a name off um i don't think we're ever gonna get this like a uh, this gambit movie right is this kind of like a halt now we're we're done talking about it, doing everything
0: yeah it's, um, it's big time postponed so
1: it'd kind of be nice to i think you would have to throw a big name out there um but yeah, then again, what? Marvel's doing good. Mm-hmm. Marvel's doing good with the Avengers. Like, who were they really that much before Avengers? I mean, they're bigger, bigger than shit now. If I had one yeah. though, would uh, that's why I brought up the Gambit because would Channing Tatum be a bad pick? Would Jake Gyllenhaal be a bad pick? Um,
0: Ooh, Jake Gyllenhaal, damn. Uh,
1: Sam Worthington maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe Sam Worthington just because I haven't seen him in a while. I mean, Clash of the Titan- Titans and then Avatar, Terminator. I mean. Someone different, yeah. but not too popular, like Channing Tatum.
0: Yeah, exactly. They can't be too popular. Um, I'd like to see Channing Tatum saved because I hope they do make that Gambit movie. Oh, God. Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> I do as well. Yeah. And the other one you said, um, oh, boy, I already forgot his name. but he's uh, Oh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. yeah. He, he's considered in the Marvel movies with his Mysterio.
1: Oh, uh, true. I forgot about that. Then, okay, then yeah. I'll stick with Sam and Worthington. I mean, I, I, I mean, don't it's see- That's a good idea. I don't think that'd be too bad. But anyway, I would like to see a revamp of this character that I love so much instead of it. Or if you're going to do the series, then just do it more fast paced. I'm just so bored with these Netflix. I mean, I don't know how you feel about the overall Marvel Netflix, but I'm just kind of just so over them.
0: I slowed down on them quite a bit. Um, They they are too slow for me. I didn't end up watching any of the Iron Fist. Um, I actually did watch the first fan. season of Iron Fist
1: and I kind of enjoyed it. I know a lot of people bash on it and they had vi- yeah. they had very good um, reasons to bash on it, especially like the not as much fighting. Uh, I heard that quite a bit. And I was like, I think mm-hmm. I was just so into the story that it didn't bother me that much. But uh, yeah, I didn't bother with anything else after that. So.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and, and with it being on Disney+, Plus, I think it would have to be a little bit lighter too. So I don't even know if the tone would work. Because I think it's too bad. You think
1: they time. would do that? You think they, that if Disney Plus is. Man, you think they would make light of everything?
0: Well, one of their big uh statements early on was that everything can be watched by everybody in the family on Disney Plus. You don't have to mm. worry about adult only content. And I don't huh. think that any of the previous seasons of Daredevil is guaranteed safe for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So there might huh. have to be an adjustment and there. Have to, yeah. And I really yeah. like the actor for Kingpin, by the way. I I, I do want him to stay. Around. Oh, yeah. I think he's very good. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be we keeping an eye on this. we got six months. We'll be uh, watching this. We're probably going to get some like tidbits of leaks of news, you know, things that they're working on. Uh, the character is too important to the MCU, to the to Marvel. Oh, yeah. He has to be involved somewhere. Even if they got to bust out Ben Affleck, they, have, we, they will bring him back.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, how many? Okay. So especially what you just said. Uh, how important he is to the Marvel Universe. Of course, because how many comics of him cross-reference with other heroes? How many times have we seen him with Spider-Man? Oh, yeah. That was a big one right him,
0: there. Exactly. Him yeah. with Spider-Man, some of my favorite stories. Oh, they're, for sure. Just, the two work so well together. And that ground-level superhero thing is not used enough in the movies. Mm-hmm. And it makes for, to be honest, the more compelling stories because they're the more relatable ones. I love watching Thor and Asgard. I don't relate to it very much because I'm not very Asgardian around here. So um, but with, you know, worried about like maybe he stops these guys that are mugging or maybe he helps with rent control. Such shit like that, man. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So we'll see something there. Uh, OK, next up, we have an important statue that we're wor- working on here, guys. <laughs> I've boring. already signed the petition. <laughs> There's an Obi-Wan statue that's currently uh, uh, trying to be put into Scotland there. They have 19,000 signatures for this so far. Um, Ian McGregor, he's from Scotland, and uh, he's highly regarded amongst his people over there. Uh, to honor him, they want to put a statue on Ben Nevis, which is their highest mountain over there. And they wanted to, be, they want to do that because of the high ground reference. You know, in in uh, Revenge of the Sith, he has the high ground. Oh
1: entire. man, that's super clever, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. And then on the plaque, they wanted to say hello there because that's kind of how you know you see the memes all the time of him saying hello there, and it's from uh when he's about to fight Grievous. And I just, dude, I love this idea. It's such a good idea. It's such a good way to, I mean, Ian is a great actor. He has a huge filmography, but there's no doubt that he is Obi-Wan Kenobi first. Uh, and Scotland's super proud of him. This is a good way. Scotland's always been kind of whimsical in, in the way they do things. Their national animal, you know what the national animal of Scotland is? No. What is it? A fucking unicorn.
1: <laughs> what the hell?
0: <laughs> yeah, we have a bald eagle. They picked a unicorn
1: over there. Oh my there. God. I mean, like, Can we change ours to a dragon?
0: <laughs> they... they dude totally right they're they're just they're crazy guys they're just like like having fun so this is perfect for them 19,000 signatures already i actually think this is going to happen uh i would love this idea is there any other characters that you'd want to see a statue of this i'm giving i'm doing this one oh, on the fly man. okay so we have the batman statue what are you thinking about it? we have the batman statue in london looking down on the city i think that's excellent um, it should be someone who inspires hope. There's a new Janeway statue going in, I think it's Illinois. It's her actual uh, Captain Janeway's birthplace. They're putting a statue to, uh, for her there. Uh, and it's called the future, it's going to be the future birthplace statue. They'll say this is the future birthplace of Catherine Janeway. And then it shows the year that she'll be born. Uh, really cool. And they're putting that in one of their parks, a bronze statue. Is there any other characters that you'd want to see brought in? Those ones are all happening, by the way. Those are real.
1: <laughs> mm, shit. um. I mean, I'm trying to think I'm trying to think of something outside of superheroes. I'm trying to think of more oh god, I don't That's want good. to say the generic Captain America. You know, we need something different than that, you know? Uh I would I wouldn't mind seeing a Captain America statue in
0: Washington DC. I'm trying
1: to be more uh outside the box, but because if we're talking about a statue that inspires hope or whatnot, then why not? You know?
0: I mean it really does, yeah.
1: Like have him stand tall, chest out, shield on his arm, like damn. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that would
0: be awesome It and have him kind of like yeah that that classic Captain America like just totally upright like he's the picture perfect American hope I think yeah, that's a really good idea yeah. man um put him next to Abe Lincoln
1: yeah <laughs> but it needs to be bigger no i that's yeah <laughs> I thing to be massive but I think this uh Obi-Wan uh thing is pretty awesome because it is something that it's like light news you know it's something that we uh, so many people that love the Star Wars that can, can just enjoy like everyone could enjoy it. it It, I don't know. I guess it just is happy news. I don't know if the, there's a term for that, but it's kind of cool you know to see people get behind light news Yeah, it's kind of yeah. to see people get behind something like this and I Mean come on just put smiles on his faces if you're gonna walk by an Obi-Wan statue Who's not gonna be smiling at that or
0: well, that's that's that part of the fun of this thing is it's not easy to get to They actually have to climb up to it. That's why they wanted to make sure the hello is there uh oh, because shit. then it's yeah. like you've climbed to the our highest peak. Hello
1: there. Oh, I'm climbing on that peak then. <laughs> and,
0: and that's if one of the guys if you go to change. uh change.com, you guys can sign a petition and in the petition they mentioned like this will be a big boost in revenue for us because uh they could kind of set up this like Star Wars themed thing that yeah. leads up to the statue and stuff like that. It could be yeah. nice for them. Um that's pretty cool. I think it's a good idea all around. Uh i would definitely like to see some more statues like this. We we Could use some more fun, some more lighthearted stuff like that to distract True. us. Yeah. Really cool. all right. Speaking of distractions, let's move on to our last topic. Oh, the
1: shit,
0: Joe Exotic Watch. <laughs> 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 so, uh, fucking that, you know, Carol, she ended up gaining control of Carol Joe Exotic Carol fucking Zoo. Baskin, Carol fucking
1: Baskin. <laughs> I had to say it. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, so Joe Zoo, of course, was uh. It's it's the main setting for the series. And he, it was not a good zoo. They were, they were breeding cubs just so they could have pictures with the cubs. It was really bad. And as much as everybody dislikes Carol, and of course uh, she's now my go-to scapegoat for anything going on in my life. Uh, <laughs> you have to admit that she does now have a better zoo because she actually takes in just um, old in and, and uh, uh, needing homes tiger. You know what I'm saying? In her early days, was it the case, but now she is. Uh, and, so uh she's been she's been in a court case now from twenty sixteen, which shows how deep this, this thing goes. Uh and it just now got settled on a Western District Court of Oklahoma made the ruling that uh Carol Baskin will take Joe's zoo called the GW Exotic Animal Memorial Park in uh no Winewood, Oklahoma, which is actually named after his brother that died early in his life. The current owner, Jeff, who's the guy I actually hate from the show the most. <laughs> Uh, He has 120 days to leave the park. And I just saw that he had threw it up on Twitter saying, I'm going to fucking destroy this thing before I go. Oh, so God. he's going to wreck that place. Uh, What do you think Carol's going to do with the park now that it's open? Is she um, gonna like, How's more or just destroy it?
1: No, I think she has. I mean, if you think of it a business, I oh, mean, I guess so. If you have the revenue coming in so much with what you have already, then why not? You know, why not make it another park and make your name bigger? You're actually making your name bigger. Uh, where you live from, so why not? Um you definitely because of this TV show is making you that much more uh, popular. So if you see the influx and yeah. in customers coming in and pretty much wanting to see your park, slash, kind of see you because they know you, they've seen you on TV, you kind of like, are we semi creating your own little Disneyland zoo in random ass Oklahoma, you know? <laughs> so I mean, I can see her just expanding it. Do you think that she would just tear it down or.
0: I could see her tearing it down because I it, it would be a lot to handle the other zoo. It as the main thing is if she does fire it up, it needs to be a rescue like her own. Yeah. Um you know, it's it, it's it's really tough because anybody in this business is not 100% clean. Carol in her early days was just as bad as Joe. She had the the bad meat and she's breeding tigers. But now she seems to be doing the right thing. And if she's going to continue her current mission, then I think yeah, another zoo to continue. To house more tigers that need homes, a lot of people get these tigers because they're cute pets, it does not take long for that to be a bad decision. Yeah, and uh they need a place to go. So I think that's a good call. She could be redeeming, I mean, she could be taking back the tigers that were bred in that zoo and sold to like Shaquille O'Neal and stuff like that, and bringing them back.
1: Yeah, yeah, um yeah. I guess it just depends on the land and what she has now. Like the reason why I was saying like the revenue and the customers. If you see so much of a big influx, do you want to expand? If not, then you're okay with your little property. Then. I mean, I guess yeah. would that land be hers no matter what? Though, right? Like, no matter—is it just the it's her zoo? land? It's her land. So, yeah. Damn, that's a hell of a property she owns.
0: Yeah, it's it's a good chunk of land that she yeah. she just so, obtained.
1: Yeah, I guess it just depends what her current situation <laughs> is. Really,
0: it's freaking nuts, man. If you actually knew one of these two in real life, like, I mean, you just not even want to talk to him. I was watching an interview. Uh, With the guys who ran the the documentary, and they were saying, those two are obsessed with each other. And every time you'd (laughs) want to talk to Carol, she'd bring up Joe. And every time you talk to Joe, he'd bring up Carol. Like, the feud is so deep with those two. I'm sure every day he's spitting her name out in jail. Like, it's just nuts.
1: And he doesn't really know how popular he is right now, right? Or, I mean, I guess he's been told, Correct.
0: He's been told uh, his 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 current husband, which you saw at the end of the series, is kind of like his now uh, voice on the outside, mm-hmm. and has been writing to him. And he, Joe just released a, a he wrote like a paper, oh, and God. the way you read it is you actually have to read the photo, the photo of his paper that he, letter or whatever they sent out. It's just crazy. This whole thing's nuts. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: Oh goodness. You think he should well, be getting
1: out? <laughs> i don't bring it up
0: uh i don't think he should because yeah. because not because of the murder well no i mean that's not great either but i think the main thing he should be in there is for breeding the tigers yeah, he clearly broke the law for that There's yeah kind of no denying that
1: like they, they dug a deep hole when they he got raided and they were finding tiger bones
0: yeah uh, well yeah the, the the tricky thing with the tiger bones is five tigers and he says they, they were euthanized tigers that were getting older sick and if that's the truth then okay yeah but if it's not the truth which you know who knows which there was one um,
1: where yeah some of his employees were saying that he shot him or before or whatever so it's kind of hard with, yeah what's what you know
0: exactly it's really hard to tell because because there's the one guy that actually straight up testified against him was the one basically running the zoo for him on the day-to-day basis so that guy you almost think has more insight on everything yeah than anybody else you know what i'm saying and i can't remember his name but um what a crazy ass story! It's so funny that Netflix won't let me drop this from my queue anymore. I, <laughs> all my, all my like continue watching. I've already seen all the Tiger King, and all my continue watching. It's sitting there, and like watch episode one again. I'm like, look, I'm trying to, you know, whatever. Watch more Avatar. Get out of here, or Miss Maisel right now. <laughs> oh, shoot. But yeah, all right, guys, we will keep you updated on this show uh, exotic story <laughs> every week if we have to. Uh, All right, we're moving on to the eSports desk. Daniel's coming in to speak about League of Legends, and I'll be talking about cheating and dirty. All right, we're over here at the eSports desk with Daniel. Uh, Daniel, you got some news for us. What's going on? All right. uh, LCS is finally returning
2: on June 12th with its summer split. Okay. And uh, leading up to this, this offseason in North America, it's been filled with like surprising and controversial transactions throughout okay. the whole roster, mm-hmm. and uh, usually we have a midsummer invitational that we between uh, spring and then summer where all the top teams compete EU and A and uh, I think uh, Asia. Okay. League? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but this year it was canceled due to coronavirus. So, a lot of teams were able to uh, work out, pick up players, try out new teammates, you know, try to get their rosters working better together. So, Mm -hmm. right now, TSM replaced Kobe with Doublelift. I don't know if you know Doublelift. I know Doublelift, yeah. Okay, yeah. He was with TSM. This is going to be his third time back with TSM. He'll be joining... Bjergsen and Biofrost. Biofrost is his support. Uh I'm guessing most TSM fans are super excited about this because Doublelift is a really good AD carry main. He's always been good. Um not sure how the team's gonna perform with them. I don't think it's gonna change anything in worlds, which they're yeah. trying to like they're trying to get the world's uh cup and they can't. They're always having they're so close. They're not actually close. They actually I think they've only won one one game in worlds.
0: Do you think double if's gonna be the, the guy that pushes them over the edge?
2: No, they always have issues with <laughs> jungling and top lane. Yeah. So if they could work on that, then maybe they will. But uh they always end up choking when it comes to worlds. Even if they dominate NA. Every NA team always chokes when it comes to Worlds.
0: Yeah. yeah but he's really look.
2: good. Yeah. You know, so and Then uh, another TSM uh, roster change. They dropped Dardoch for Spica. Okay. Uh, they had replaced Dardoch on their last spring game uh, for Spica. And Dardoch wasn't really performing well. So they just decided to cut ties with him. Yeah, and, so nice. yeah, I'm not really sure about his his game that he played. I didn't really care for him. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully they do good this season. And uh, another thing, Kobe, who was replaced by Doublelift, is returning to EU to join Misfits.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, How does Misfits do? Are they, are they normally pretty good? I haven't heard of them much.
2: Uh, Misfits, they're okay. Just... Uh, EU is usually dominated by Fnatic and G2, mm-hmm. so they're not they're not really amazing. Okay. Kobe's okay. a really good AD carry main, but he I don't think he's gonna make them top in that in EU.
0: I'm actually kind of surprised. I mean, Doublelift is you know he's he's well known in the TSM community and stuff like that, but I'm really surprised okay. they replaced Kobe with him. Like, why why ruin? I don't know. To me, I think Kobe was probably gonna be fine
2: well he he has a good relationship with that entire team especially his girlfriend is the president of yeah. uh TSM so that could be a possibility Re- the reason why he went over there but he's always had a good relationship with double lift and biofrost and uh, they had some scrims and they brought back the old team on some scrims uh this off season too so that could have been leading up to it we don't, I just don't know
0: Okay, so that's all the big news. But I've been hearing some rumors about Lena. What's going on with that? All
2: right. Uh, Lena, she, I don't know if you know who she is. She is the president of TSM, mm-hmm. and she is Doublelift's girlfriend. Right. And uh, there's a lot of controversy with her because Doublelift was on Team Liquid for three years, and all of a sudden, she what people were saying pretty much got him to come back to TSM and people weren't really too happy about that on the way it happened. And a lot of, a lot of fans are like calling for a job and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, pretty much pretty much people are upset at the way it happened.
0: Right. She, she basically poached him.
2: Yeah, pretty much. But uh, honestly, I don't feel like it was a big deal. It was three years. I'm not sure if it was because something happened with the contract or he just left early, but they had a lawyer and everything seemed normal. There's nothing found wrongdoing. Yeah, but there's also more controversy that happened later on. That um, double lift. He was streaming at her, at the house, and uh, all of a sudden, you could hear her phone call she was making with another person, not sure what, but pretty much she was talking shit about her own player, Dardoc, Dardock, and talking about how uh, nobody wants him because they were trying to trade for him. Yeah. Or trade him. Yeah. And uh, that was pretty big because all of a sudden all these people that were watching Double List stream heard her conversation. <laughs> yeah. So that was a big no-no.
0: Do you think that was maybe a publicity publicity stunts on her? Because she's very good at using social media. She's she's kind of a genius in this field, to be honest with you. Do you think that was her kind of using social media to kind of make some attention for her, the team?
2: No, because the way I mean she did just say nobody wants Dardock, like that. No one wants to play with him. Yeah. That's kind of messed up. And I don't think. She would really do that. That wouldn't be the right way to do it. And plus, she's the president of TSM. Uh, I think it was just an accident. And I honestly think he needs to stop screaming at her at the place. Or that, she needs to stop going sense. over yeah. there. <laughs> Especially she's the president. She, people shouldn't be hearing all this. It's kind of messed up for the player, too. And of course. Plus, he, he the good thing is he got signed by Dignitas. Which yeah. Is
0: good. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, that conflict of interest where, you know, you don't see, you don't hear about Jerry Jones dating Dak Prescott as much as I'd be happy with him doing that, but <laughs> you know, you don't see that in other sports and uh, it's kind of a weird situation that it's okay here. Uh, do you think that, I guess it's because there isn't like an overriding uh, boss, maybe, maybe write themselves with legal of Legends. Um, do you think it should be allowed for them to be dating or or no? Or, or is that something that we shouldn't even have rules on?
2: I I don't think there should be really any rules but that's me I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it um I just think people are just really upset for I I think more T- team liquid uh, fans are more upset than TSM fans you yeah. know so it, I don't think there's a really any issue with it yeah. I don't think they breached the contract there's nothing wrong gashi kind of like hey come over here I'm a girlfriend, so.
0: Well, the I don't think who there's got, anything wrong with. What about Kobe? He got screwed out over this because if he brought her over there because, oh, just because they're dating, then Kobe, who's a good player that was working just fine for them, probably, is now out. I mean, do you think that's fair?
2: That. Uh, no, it's not fair, but. TSM's been TSM is trying to push for worlds. They don't care how they do it. They're pushing for worlds. They want to win worlds, which is not gonna happen. And yeah. they always struggles for worlds. is not gonna make a big difference, but he's still a really good eighty carry. And it it it's not just the eighty carry. It's the support. So if your supports comfortable with the with doublelift, which he is, they used to be really good together. Mm-hmm. It's it's better to just go with that. I would have taken double lift over Kobe.
0: Okay, okay. I mean, yeah. If it, as long as it's like actually makes sense for the business, I guess that's what's best. Yeah, really. But it's honestly, Lena,
2: <laughs> she shouldn't be making phone calls, especially when he's streaming. For uh, sure. I mean, or even pretty much what slandering uh, your own employee.
0: Yeah, that's that's just bad practices. And then you know we've seen so many. of You guys can Google. Twitch fails. They're, they're fun to watch. Uh, yeah. It's just not a good move. Be careful. Twitch is live. I mean, you're, there is the most live you can get. Uh, you can't take that back, <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah. So especially with somebody's honestly, She should make an office, soundproof walls, <laughs> just be be in your office when you're making a phone call like that. There you go. And uh, I just really don't think, I, I think people shouldn't really be upset with the whole double lift thing.
0: Yeah. It, it is what it is, really yeah all right uh last thing i want to cover i wanted to get your opinion on this there was an article just released by vp esports um bellend uh bellendriel he's the one that just released this article but it's reflecting on a 2018 situation so Mm -hmm. uh dota 2 it's it's the biggest esports out there the biggest prize pool everything like that but they they have a big problem with cheating they have to constantly be pushing back on cheating some things are not even punished very well so um some of the cheating examples is they, they, they've had situations where people are, are DDoSing that like a certain team. They'll DDoS the event uh, to try to help the team out. Uh, there's um, There's been uh, people who purposely lose a match to help another team out. Stuff like that. Been plaguing the game for a long time now. It's been around for a long time. Uh, hmm. One of the things that's just not being addressed very well, but it got caught on one of the streams and then the fans were like, no, you need to do this, uh, is scripting. So... Uh, if you're not familiar with scripting, I know you are. But if, if you're listening, yeah. you're not familiar with it. It's setting up basically um, a series of commands, like through the, through the console of the game, uh, to where you can make them done so fast. Like think of macros; you can have them done so fast that a human can't mimic it. It would have to be something that's so quick that that literally you, it has to be done by the computer, not by the human, which then takes away the skill. You know, um, yeah. so. The specific thing that was used and uh and that the art the, the author of this article is mentioning is uh when uh uh Thunder Predator was, was in the qualifying matches for uh T I eight, uh Atun, which is his name's real name is uh Juan Achoo, but uh you know he goes by Atune he used he had this, he's using a character that has like these clones and uh and they're pushing mid tower and he had them all teleport instantly to him. Uh, it's kind of think of like if you were to if you were to have like if you're dealing with the Flash, the ability to Flash from League of Legends, uh, and you're able to Flash five people at once and you happen to have them Flash the exact same spot instantly. You know, what I'm saying it's mm-hmm. like one of those things. It's like that's impossible. Yeah. So this was caught on the stream. Uh, fans right away started clipping it and everything like that and then using it as like, look, you know, these, these Meepo clones, they can't they can't teleport like this instantly without you having some sort of script in place, some sort of way of cheating. So, uh, they got disqualified and taken out of the match because of it. Uh, TI8 had to act quick. Um, but then Thunder Predator came out with a response saying like, he did not cheat. He was actually mm-hmm. using a Razor mouse and has Razor Synops. Now, you know, there's all kinds of tools that yeah. Razor offers. With Razor Synops, you can create macros. And mm-hmm. he had a macro set up for his guys to teleport to him and, uh, and so he's saying, like, look, that's just part of the hardware. That's not cheating. It's just a yeah. macro made in the hardware, right? Uh, doesn't yeah. matter. Facet, who or uh, face it, who was running the event and then Valve themselves also agreed, uh, say that, no, you are disqualified. We're not going to be doing this. Uh, and then the uh, Peruvian squad moved forward and uh, ended up taking out their place. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about is w- we have a situation where, you know, it's hard to relate this to physical sports. Um would you consider that cheating let's start with that do you consider that cheating he used the razor synopse and he didn't actually create a script
2: no it's tough yeah, uh, that's a tough one that, honestly that's tough you'd have to look at their rules like is there a rule that's in place that you can't use a macro mouse with that like a program yeah. well because because it
0: wasn't really technically a script. It's not a script, and generally they would in the rules it would say something along the lines of no automated gameplay. It's real broad to cover something that mm-hmm. they might not have thought of. So in yeah. that strict, of, in, which is usually like for like I know for like arenas and stuff like that, it's it's no automated gameplay. Um, in that strict term, then the mouse is cheating. Yeah, but it's really tough one. They're not interfering with. That, it. I mean, it's the base game running. It's not they're interfering with the game at all.
2: Yeah, if it, that's tough. But I don't think he, they should have been disqualified. I think they should have done more research into it. And yeah. then like, all right, you cannot do this anymore. Nobody's allowed to reprogram their mouse. Doesn't matter if it has the capability of doing it. You cannot do it. It's techni- just define it as a script or a cheat if you do that.
0: Yeah, I, I think. I don't know. You're yeah, right. Oh, I think you're right. I think. They should use this as a learning situation, keep him going, and then say, from here on out, this is something we're adding to the list. Because Razor Synopsis is a very popular program. Razor Mouses are very mm. popular. So, I mean, it makes sense that a lot of people would have it. Um, yeah. yeah. They have to make the adjustment.
2: They they should have really make, made the adjustment. They shouldn't have gone after him like that and uh, disqualified them. They should have really done some more research. Make sure, check and see if he is scripting. Because there's also other scripts of, like, uh, dodging and stuff. Yeah the way it, if the computer will know if abilities getting casted and it'll have a certain way of moving. They should have done more into it, looked into it to see if he is actually cheating.
0: So you're right there. That, that's something right there where uh, a script has its own. It feels like its own AI system going into place because you yeah. could say if then, so if I'm getting hit by this ability, then flash, you know, you know, to the left five feet, uh, something along those lines. But with the Razor Synops, it can't do that. It's a third-party yeah. program, so it's something that has to be inputted by the human playing. So, therefore, there was a level of skill to say, I need my clones now, and bust out the clones of the Meepo clones over to me. Uh, so, there is some more... It's less automated in that sense. It's more like just expanding your tools. So, if you were to compare it... Let's think about the mouse in other ways. I use a 12-button mouse for editing and for you know World of Warcraft and what. If I were to ever lose the ability to use the 12 buttons on the side... I would play a lot less of certain games.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like, Does that you know, mean I'm cheating? Certain? No, right? I, no, especially like for I play League and my macro mouse. I have two different mice. One for for WoW, one for League mm-hmm. and shooters. So my League and shooters, I have one for flash. It makes it easier instead of hitting F. It's just awkward on the keyboard. So I use yeah. it. What? What they would have to really do is like, all right, you can only use these mice it, during league play or um, Dota play. Yeah, which would suck for the players because it should be whatever you feel most comfortable on. Mm-hmm. But or just retweak the uh, the rules and co- consider that as a cheat.
0: Yeah, it would. I think I think you'd have to do that, and then you you'd really have to play. It. <clears throat> Piece by piece, because, you know, that's that's what Razer Synapse says. Maybe Corsair yeah. has something that's just a little bit different, that takes a little bit more input. Like, oh, yeah, it'll teleport your clones to you, but you have to hit one, two, three, four to, like, activate your clone for them to come to you. Then it's like, well, shit, that doesn't feel like it's cheating at all. It's yeah. just having them bound to keybinds, but because they're on the mouse that makes it a lot easier to hit that one, two, three, and four, then it does make it a faster response time. It's a real yeah, tricky one. And then you have also sponsors, because Razer sponsors some of these teams. So, would Razor pull out of sponsoring Dota teams if if all of a sudden they're considered a cheating tool? I mean, it would look terrible yeah. for the company.
2: It would. It would. They would lose a lot of money.
0: Yeah. So, uh, something to think about. I just kind of wanted to bring that up. And, and, and I'm trying to think of how in physical sports that relates, oh. but I really can't think of a situation where it's like, you know, I can't think of how that would relate to physical sports. But in esports, it's something that we have to look Because we're constantly questioning how how can esports become more mainstream and when something like this mm-hmm. comes up where it's like that would stop it if there's a way to cheat like steroids i guess we might be considered like if if you would allow steroids or not allow steroids yeah. um it's kind of that situation it's it's a real tricky one i'll we'll just see all right guys that's going to be it for our esports desk next we're going back over to squeaks and we're going to be talking about minecraft dungeons All right, I'm back with Squeaks. We are now talking about Minecraft Dungeons. We're going to be reviewing that. Uh, Squeaks, you haven't had a chance to play this game yet, correct? I have
1: not had a chance because I've been super distracted with other games called Valorant. <laughs> but uh, okay, so I knew I needed to try this we- with you because we talked about that, uh, that this would be something that we'd play together. though.
0: Yeah, uh, you really should play it, especially if you like any sort of uh, dungeon crawlers or hack and slashes. Uh, it does a really good job with that. So I'm going to go over the three aspects that we normally cover with video games, visuals, gameplay, and story. Uh, First off, quick rundown of what the game is. Um, It it is a dungeon crawler where you're playing as a Minecraft character. You can pick anybody you want. Of course, I pick Steve because I'm old school like that. And the Illagers, which if you play Minecraft, they're kind of these guys that raid you now. They were recently put in a newer patch. Um, They their leader finds some sort of ability, whatever, to become magical, and now he's a big threat. And he's now empowered all the villagers to attack the villages. So you're defending the villages and you're trying to take out the the head wizard. Uh so that it, it's a simple story. That's basically it. You're just going through getting strong enough to take him out. So uh and, and you're defending villages the whole time. And there are maybe, I'm gonna guess like 12 maps probably at most. Uh and then the final boss. So the game's relatively short. I think you could actually beat it in like six hours i'm stuck on the very last boss because he's insane like i've got i mean up to him is very easy like like at at my gear level now i'm blowing past the actual like level he's in but on him exactly he's so hard to kill uh so i have a couple other guys going to be joining me and we're going to try to try to get all three of us on him uh to try to take him out you guys can check that out on community night i think we'll do that next friday uh so yeah so uh visuals wise it's beautiful yes it's set in minecraft but it's i mean it's hard to explain like how the textures look it's almost like in reference well it is it is this it's in reference to minecraft it is not minecraft so uh even like the block dirt blocks you're like oh yeah that's a minecraft dirt block but it's super beautifully rendered um the lighting's really cool on it the, it's it's a lot of fun uh and and has uh it, it, it's shifting territories you're, you're going through a desert you're going through these dark forests and this bright village as you're going, like each place feels so unique. It's really nice. That's uh, why I want to ask on...
1: you if I can real quick. Um, yeah, no, go ahead. One, so each level is totally different from one another, correct?
0: That's correct. Yes. Okay.
1: And then, how long would you say a level is? Because you say there the game is pretty short, but do you feel satisfied with each level, or are you kind of just like, oh, that was quick?
0: Each level is about half an hour. Okay. I, okay. I, I do feel satisfied with the Okay, that's not.
1: That's yeah. Actually, that's not horrible. It's kind of nice to not have something that's uh 50 plus hours in a game you
0: know it's yeah and it's important that you guys scale up the difficulty i i think your this game definitely changes uh quite a bit from being too easy to being just about right when you scale it up above you okay. so you you could set the difficulty of each level try to do like one notch higher than you could handle and then it's a lot better that way mm-hmm. uh gameplay wise it does feel easy overall until you start scaling it up uh and then at a certain point once you find the gear combo you like then even the highest ones kind of easy um, again, the last boss I'm stuck on, but yeah, uh, where the game really shines, and this is something that if you're a regular, like say uh, Diablo player, this is nothing new to you, but where it really shines is when you start comboing your gear and the like talent tree that each gear piece of gear has to these really cool things. For example, uh, you always have a bow or a ranged weapon, and you always have your your melee weapon, right? Well, I now have my bow set up to where when I shoot it... And you have three, like, active abilities that you can set up with different items. So now I have this thing where I activate my bow. And I activate this super arrow on my bow, whatever. And I can shoot it and it does this, like, cyclone in front of me. That's, like, with the arrow, if you can imagine that. And uh, when it hits somebody, it pushes them back and does a lot of damage. Uh, I then have it set up to where every time I hit something... It drops extra spirits, which is kind of this like resource that you get from hurting people. So now they're dropping extra spirits. And then every time they dro- I pick up a spirit, now it heals me for a certain amount. And and then because they're dropping extra spirits, I could constantly be acting activating abilities. So now I'm sitting there and as I'm running, I'm just constantly launching arrows in every direction. That's doing these like hurricanes in all these different directions. Uh, and I'm constantly being healed to where as long as I keep attacking, I keep uh, healing. Um my melee swings now will chain people to where I'm like able to go up to people and chain them, and I and I have these arrows like as I'm hitting the arrows, if I keep pressing the button, they actually uh, become faster and faster and faster to where I'm chaining these things. So as you're playing the game, you can kind of create your own build that really tailors to the way you like to play. Like for me, it keeps good distance stuff like that, and and then I I have this like this beam that's like a laser beam, like think of Cyclops, that builds up with the more spirits you collect, and because I've created the system where I bu- I can collect spirits at such an an alarming rate that I can activate this beam constantly. Um, So you become the superpower weapon, which kind of feels good, right? That's why you play video games is for that God mode. Uh, And this game does a good job with that. I really like that. Uh, Have you played like Diablo? I know you've played Diablo. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. He's Diablo fan.
0: Okay. So, so you understand what I'm saying, where you kind of like create these combos with your gear.
1: I do. Now, what I was going to ask you, are they, is it kind of set up? like diablo where the equipment to uh, put on your character or is it a little more simpler like does it have stats for each equipment like how does that you know how does the, that work like uh the
0: stats for the equipment are pretty simple it's just like it gives you extra attack okay it, so
1: there's nothing like kind of like diablo where it like little extra i mean what is it attack haste you know stuff like that the basic stuff right i think
0: it's just basically attack and armor like basically that's it okay but okay each piece of gear has a little talent tree Okay. So it's like three different, yeah. So you have three different options, and you can have three different of these three different options. So you're like, well, I'll take the extra spirits dropping out of this section, but I'll take the spirits heal me out of that section, so they work together. So there's a lot of synergy going on.
1: So does it kind yeah. of sound like like a comparable, more comparable to like Azerite gear and Wow, where you have different options uh, to pick something?
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. If you think of how the Azerite gear works, it, it does feel a little bit closer to that. You're right. Okay. Um, but the synergy is closer to Diablo synergy.
1: Okay. Okay
0: yeah but it does the selection range is the same as like uh, the azurite gear um but yeah uh so so the gameplay loop is real simple you're just running in you're grabbing gear you can actually see what gear drops out of each of the zones so you're like you know what i really like that bow with the multi-shot so let me go in and get a good version of it so you run it multiple times to where you can get that uh and that's actually i just got a bow with multi-shot so now i'm shooting there the hurricanes in three different directions it's crazy oh wow uh yeah <laughs> So, you know, you can keep going and and making yourself better and better. You have basically your melee weapon, your ranged weapon, and your armor can all three have different like talent trees. So, like, for example, my armor has a passive where if I get too close to people because it's made out of skulls, so if I get too close they're scared and they run away. Uh, Different little things like that that just it it, it really does synergize very well. Uh, That being said, it, it does have, I mean, it doesn't take long before you're like, I just can't be any better at this game. Like, it's I'm simply too good now. So, you don't get uh, so that feeling where
1: after you complete like a Diablo, uh, you got these like whatever torment levels or anything, like you just pretty much come to a ceiling?
0: You, so far, I'm at a ceiling. Once okay. I finish the last boss, I think I can do all the levels again at a harder difficulty. That's okay. the thing. I can't, I was really desperately trying to get that last boss down before I did this review so that I can explain that part. Mm-hmm. That being said, they've already announced the next patch that's going to be adding like this whole new jungle storyline. So I think we're going to get a real sea of thieves thing here where they're going to be constantly putting out content. Okay.
1: That's awesome. That definitely will raise like people's reviews of the game for sure.
0: That's a big plus to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the last thing, the story is very simple to follow. Um, and I, and I basically explained it already where you're sitting there saving villages from the illagers. Um, the, the reason it's simple and it explains with the gameplay as well is this is a great game for someone who's new to this genre. Uh, something like Diablo might be considered overwhelming for some, uh, with your many options uh, with the class. Like there's no real classes in this game. You just tailor, make your class how you want it to look. Um, but yeah, if you're like a witch doctor, for example, in, in, in Diablo, that's kind of a, a more experienced, I would say, class because of all the pets you're managing. Mm-hmm. When, when maybe a barbarian simple enough where you're just hacking, slash and doing all kinds of cool shit. Uh, this game doesn't have that. This game's much more scaled down. A lot of fun, but scaled down.
1: Now, scaled down, I'm going to ask you uh, this also. So, is it scaled down to the point where, you know, like sometimes Diablo you go to a different direction and it actually was the wrong direction or you'll run into, you know, a dead end, but hey, there might be some treasure. Does that have this here too, or does it seem a little bit more one lane straightforward?
0: It definitely has it still, but it okay. also is not as severe as Diablo. It feels like with Diablo, if you go the wrong direction, you're like, shit, I lost some time. Yeah. And this one is just like, oh, I explored it, wasn't here, moving on to the next spot. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it definitely because because it's Minecraft in the name, so it has to be. True, every, all ages can play it, you know. Yeah. And they they did a great job with that. Uh, I think for me being such a gamer, I think I can see how weak it is in that way. But for, if you're if you're somebody like you know you know my nephew or something like that who's trying it out for the first time, he might not see that and be like oh my god this is great. And then from this game, I can take him on to like Path of Exiles or or Diablo. And show him like, okay, time to grow up, and here's the here's the, the, the <laughs> okay. badass version of it, you know. Um, he still plays on creative mode in Minecraft though, so I don't know. And uh, yeah, it's a fun game. My grade for this game, okay, so like my personal experience, I'm thinking it's got to be it's it's probably an A minus A. I've returned to it a few times now. I play it with the Xbox controller. Uh, which is actually my first time playing one of these games with a controller and i think i'm going to go back and play diablo with a controller and okay. try that out now. okay
1: then let me ask you that cuz i played diablo on controller cuz i bought it multiple times for the ps4 and switch now yeah. so you haven't tried this at all with the mouse or have you tried a little bit
0: only with the controller cuz the people i was playing with was like oh so much better with the controller so i'm like all right i'll really? Take for okay.
1: it really okay cuz i was going to ask you is this like a point and click uh like a diablo but yeah huh.
0: it, it is point and click if you don't use the controller
1: okay okay
0: but I think I think it might have been I might I think it might be because it's scaled down. It's so much better with the controller. Like it's okay. it's just so much faster. Okay.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And what is that? Because it moves or like, but well, like because what? you're
0: able to you're you're more you're more able to move and gun at the same time. Okay. And and with a click, you're clicking and then moving, clicking and then moving. It feels like you're having to really divide up your movement from your and like if you're you know like with Halo or anything else movement should be just second nature it's something you figure out then you put on the back burner while you're doing everything else okay uh and and i think with the click and moves it's a little bit harder okay so i'm excited to try diablo with controller because if it's if it's anything like this and i think i'm gonna be a much better diablo player than i have been in the past Mm -hmm. which would be nice so uh yeah so for this game uh like i said i I, i'm having enough fun to give it an a but i think realistically it has to be in the b minus range okay uh with the the promise of future patches, we already have the jungle one, and there was another one I can't remember what it was, but there's another one on the horizon. Even after that, they're going to be free patches that you can get with more story, more gear, more bosses. uh This this is likely going to raise up, but for now we're at a B minus. Totally worth getting. It is free, part of the game pass. So um I mean, shit, you guys should be having the game pass already as it is. It's really good. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. All right, that's it for this week. Is there anything else you want to end off the week with? Uh, uh, no, no, I think that's uh, everything wrapped up cool on wednesday we have an episode with wonder soul we're going to be going over our top five retro replays so the the uh, top five games you'd like to go back to and play again uh and then on uh friday we have our uh, industry insider i think we'll use our ubisoft for that one and we'll just move everything back when we so the ubisoft industry insider will come out on friday all right guys thank you guys for joining us uh, everybody stay safe out there we'll talk to you guys later bye